guys, this is Betsy, and this is a very special episode of Nacha Mama Pod. Today, I have an extremely special guest. Uh, For this episode, my husband has offered to answer some hard questions about a men's perspective of being childless by circumstance. Welcome to the pod. This is my husband, Jim Austin. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. You're good? I'm good, yeah. Feeling good? I'm feeling good, yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell anyone about yourself or? Well, this is that. That you in, like in, introdu- long. Introductory You like thing. long walks uh, on the beach or something? Like, yeah, I feel like I'm, <laughs> it's a, a dating video about my sister. I mean, like, tell them I'm a, a Pisces, you know. Yeah, that was cute. Uh, let's see. You know, I'm, you know, I'm Jim. Um, almost a 43-year-old man. Um, and going through this childless adventure with Betsy. Let's start with what are your three favorite things about me? That's a tough question, right? Oh boy. Three favorite (laughs) things. Uh, Wow. Did I, I, man, so many things there. I have to narrow it down to three. Three. Uh, You're three. Yeah. Three of them. Uh, No. I I love our, uh, well, our relationship together. Um, and how well we get along with, uh, you know, your, your attitude towards life is a big thing, um, that I, I really enjoy. Um, you know, I hate to admit this, but you are kind of funny. Hilarious is what he means. Kind of funny. (laughs) And I mean, your your generosity too like in in you know how you take life and you know you might uh maybe not feel like you're a, a very generous person at times but uh, the things you share and do yeah it's uh you're a generous person that's very generous of you notice i left the physical things out there but uh, but he's very attracted to yeah, me also I mean, that's, yeah <laughs> trying to keep it clean pg pg episode here Okay, so you also wanted to have a very special beverage for this. He wanted to participate in the what you sipping on. So, what you sipping on? I am sipping on Metamorphous from Phoenix Brewing Company in our hometown. It's a Russian Imperial Stout. Mm. Uh, packs a punch, but doesn't taste like it. So, do you want to describe the flavors to me? Sure, I can do that. Uh, you want to put it in your mouth? Ted, just... Well, I was going to take a drink. <laughs> you want to put it in your mouth and describe it mm-hmm. to me? Um, very dark chocolatey almost on the bitter end of it. Um, but it's not boozy. It, it Like a 14% beer. So Is that 14%? Yes. He's going to be drunk by the time <laughs> we're done with this, guys. Um, it's a little glass, but uh, no. It's a, it's a very good beer, good flavor. Uh, if you're an imperial stout person, it's uh it's it's a it's a hit. So well, that's good to know. All right, you want to jump into some questions? Yeah, we can. Yeah. You think you're Sounds ready? Good. I'm I'm ready as okay. ready as I'm gonna be. All right, uh, growing up and into adulthood, was wanting to be a father an active thought in your life? I don't know that it was it wasn't active like that was something that you know as a kid like you see your family members you know aunts uncles 
like hey they're having kids it was one of almost one of those things like it's just what you were supposed to do but it was an active thought um you know it wasn't until you know I kind of got older like into my early 20s um that it was like oh you know if I'm going to be a dad I, I I didn't want to be an old dad I mean my parents were pretty young when I was born I just didn't want to be you know like retiring and, and having a kid that was um going to be you're graduating high school but no it was it was never an active thought you know and then up until maybe like late 20s and you know I thought okay this is I could do this it's something I wanted to do but do you think that that was like ever something that you felt pressured to do like to grow up and be a dad uh no not pressure to be a dad from anyone um you know there was you know various relationships uh you know some were a little more you know on that fast track of wanting to have kids um even like outside of like a marriage scenario and there was pressure there thinner huh thinner yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah, right so, sorry um but i mean but that was the only pressure uh in in that regard but nobody around me you know family wise that was pressured to do that or i mean like her friends yeah it was just kind of one of those if it if it happened it kind of happened but um more recently like as you've been married and have been try had been trying for a family have you ever felt judgment for not being a parent um i i haven't felt that um you know you go through like you know work scenarios people like finding out how old you are at certain times you know through well through our time together and like oh boy you're not getting any younger you know you really need to have kids and it's like well it's not for it's not for lack of practice you know it just wasn't you know but but there was never like a feeling like I was like judged judged for not having kids but it was always you know various comments being made about it um that actually is one of my other questions because I know how you would answer some of those questions Mm -hmm. but how when we were going through when I was going through infertility we were I mean technically um how would you answer the question do you have kids or when are you going to have kids so you were talking about kind of like before we kind of knew where yeah. we were at. Yeah. Um, you know, if people asked, like, you know, do you have kids? Like, no, you know, but that's something, you know, we're looking, you know, forward to or you're trying. Right. Um, you know, my, my answer would be like, you know, just, you know, it just hasn't happened yet. You know, or like the stars haven't aligned yet for us for that, that to work out. Yeah. How would that differ from what you, how you would answer now? how I'd answer now yeah like if someone were to ask you if you're gonna have kids <laughs> oh it, now I just say you know that's that's just not in the cards for us you know yeah. um you know it, and we had our own journey trying to to make that happen um but you know we've we've chosen that's just not the route we're going to go at, the, at this point and then of course the follow-up is always like, well you know well there's adoption and and there's a suck in my balls. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And it's in, 
you know, I have my own thoughts about that, you know, fostering and adoption. Um, the thought of, like, foster, sorry if I'm stiffing questions here or anything. No, no, like no, that, you're but, fine. Um, you know, the thought of fostering for me, because that always seems to be a follow-up question, was, you know, I I personally could not get that attachment to someone, you know, a, a child with the potential of that being taken away from you at any point in time. Right. And adoption, you know, it's not like I, I understand there's kids out there that, you know, need homes, but I think I've gotten to the point now where like I just, I'm, I'm fine not having to be a parent, you know, but that's yeah. uh you know, it's like, but there's, there's plenty of, you know, we have plenty of nieces and nephews, you know, I'm not opposed to being around kids. Right. Um, so it's, yeah. it's just where it is with, with this now. This is our, our, our child, child free by choice. Yeah. Now life. we're, now we're very much child free by choice and mm-hmm. I think we embrace it and enjoy it. So that is one of the questions is, um, how did you go from being, or how did you process being childless by circumstance to child free? How do you think like that journey is um happened? Childless by circumstance is you always have like this well before you realize realize like you can't like medically can't do it. There's always this underlying sense of hope or that something's going to happen. And you know then of course you know you look at now where it's childless by choice I mean I think it was taking a a part of what was happening before and just realizing like there's really only one option and that's just not the option for us you know and that's I guess for me that's how I mean I processed it like it was just a hey we, we can't do this on our own so this is what our life you know this is what we're we're meant to be or where we're meant to be in life um and just to kind of accept it. I mean, I guess I don't, I never really had that underlying sense or feeling that I had to be a parent to fulfill things in my life sure. or, or like a, a void in my life. So. Right. So let's talk about like my infertility. Okay. So what do you think, like, what was your hardest? What was your, just tell me like, what was your experience dealing with, my me not being able to get pregnant for so many years um it was it was a little bit of a struggle for a while when we were trying um it it for it did get to a point where it just kind of felt like it was on a schedule and routine and kind of like almost like work um, but I understood what, what you were trying to do in in order for us to make this happen. And I, you know, even when we were going through, you know, wondering about infertility, you know, getting, you know, tests done, you know, um, you know, when we did that and I took a sam- a sample to the doctor that and, was that was gonna be one of my questions. Go ahead. Oh, 
No. So, but, you know, I remember having, you know, taking that and dropping it off and the whole time waiting on those results, I wanted it to be my problem. I, I wanted to be the one that it, it was my, for whatever reason, my fault we couldn't have kids. Um, and then when, you know, my results came back, it was, wasn't a problem with like sperm count, anything like that, motility, anything. Um, you know, that was, I think, harder for me to take because that, that wasn't a relief for me. Right. Uh, then it became like, okay, what is it that we need to do to make this happen? You know, it's, you start getting into, was it, you know, fertility treatments, do we have to do IVF, do we, and, you know, people talk about that, you know, like, and that's a question that comes up when people are talking to you about your, you know, why don't you have kids, or why didn't you try this, like, because money's a real thing in this case, and I get it, there's people that will, you know, spend themselves in, into the ground trying to have children, and that's okay if that's what you chose to do. That was just never for us. It, it wasn't. Um, if you ultimately was that, that's what you wanted to do, by all means, we would have done it. Right. But, but that was, you know, going through that process and then the, the longer we went and, you know, even the few times, you know, it, it didn't happen. I, maybe it only happened once, but thinking, you know, that we might've been pregnant, you know, like there was that little sense of like, Oh boy. Okay. This, okay. This is happening. And like, even me saying, you know, internally speaking to God, you know, I'm, I'm ready for this. It's okay. I'm, I'm ready. Let's, let's make this happen. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, do you ever feel like you went through like a grieving process, like of what life could have been like? I have. Um, that's one of those things. I mean, I know as open as we are with each other, I probably have done on my own. I'm, you know, I'm very much a music lover, and I tend to get lost in music. And I, I feel those things at different times. And, and I guess the, the grieving for me would be, you know, if I was outside mowing the lawn and I'd see like you know one of the neighbors playing with their kids or you know like dads was playing catch you know I, those are the times that would make me stop and yeah I, I would feel a little sad about it um but but then I you know it, then it, the moment passed and just kind of reminded myself I'm like okay we're we're meant to be here we're here for something else I don't know what that is that's just not the life that, that we're going to have in that regard. Right. Um, but it still wasn't enough to go back to, is this something that we would want to do, like, adoption for? Right. Right. I think probably by that point, we had both pretty much come to terms with it, if I had to yeah. guess. And, like, when we came to terms with it, like, we were pretty, like, right. set. Like, so. And to go back, though, like, you know, where, where I was going with the music, I think what would get me most of the time, though, is I'd be listening to a, a song, you know, that just would have, um, 
you know, maybe a, a lyric or, or two that would make me think about, oh, that could have been a, my, you know, our own child talking about me. And then, you know, those are the things that would make me stop and think about it. Um, but then, you know, those usually seem to be the days that like the neighbor kids would be out with a parent and I'd see that. Yeah. And I think that we both probably still have some of those like little reminders occasionally. I know we talked about like on Christmas Eve, we went to an outdoor service mm-hmm. and you know, right in front of us, there were some little kids and like just kind of playing. And I think that that is always going to be like, it's something, mm-hmm. but it's very, now it's very fleeting for me. Like mm-hmm. it, I, it's, it's there. I process it and it's gone. Oh, I mean, I, I, <clears throat> be the first to admit if i see a kid i think it's adorable i mean they're 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 cute i mean they're it looks fun when you see them like especially at the christmas service you see them like maybe experiencing something for the first time and it's it's that's fun to watch even if it's not your kid right or child it's you're like wow you know what makes you think back like when did i first have that like awe moment or all inspiring moment like wow this just is amazing yeah i agree do you think that um a lack of parenthood has ever played a role in defining your self-worth a lack of parenthood yeah um like do you think you've ever felt like less yeah yeah no i I know i'm I'm trying to think how i want to go about that answer because Ultimately, I think we all are trying to find some sense of purpose sure. in this life. I mean, we talked about that recently, and my own thoughts with that, you know, whether it be career, um, I don't know that childhood, you know, having a child was that sense of purpose. Do I do I feel like it, it can be a sense of purpose? Certainly. I mean... For a lot of people, that's that's all they want, and their lives are ful- fulfilled. Right. Um, you know, and I, that I thought about that too. You know, would having children maybe give us or give me that sense of purpose? You know, personally, and you know, the more I thought about, it, I I don't I don't think it it would have. I. I I don't know why I can't explain that, but, but again, children were always a thing. Like I was willing to have them at couple, you know, at certain points in my life. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm willing to be a dad. I will, I want to be a dad, but did I need that to define me? No. You're way cooler than that anyways. (laughs) At what moment or time did you come to realize that parenthood wasn't going to be feasible? Do you think, like, do you think, like, my hysterectomy gave you closure? Like, that was, like, fully closing that chapter? Or do you feel like it was before that? It was before that when I'd say we were kind of doing the discovery with the with the, the endo. Yeah. There are any endoscop- endoscopies. But, um, and I remember him showing me the, the pictures and... Just one, my first concern was for you, but at that point in time, when I saw that, even though, I mean, I couldn't really make sense of it all, I'm like, 
I knew it was, it was, it, for me, it was done. Right. And to say, like, could we have salvaged anything out of that? I am had a genuine concern what might happen if you actually did get pregnant. Right. After, you know, what he explained to me and what I tried to process. I mean, it's, they almost need to let you take a recorder into those rooms, you know, when they're explaining to you the sur- you know, what happened in the surgery so you can go back and listen. How, um, how did you feel having to be the one to tell me that I had to have a hysterectomy? Like, how was it, that on you? Like, how did that it, feel to you? It was tough, but I was okay being the one th- to deliver that to you. I, I, I wouldn't have wanted anybody else to tell you. Broke me. Well, I was broke my heart, you know, and it hurt. But I think it was easier for you to hear it from me than it would have been maybe from the doctor. At least that's how I felt. I felt that's how you kind of took it. Um, but it, it's, well, it sucked. I mean, you get to listen to the, the, the medical jargon, the talk, and it's like, you know, explain to me what, please just tell me in, in layman's terms, you know, I mean, even having worked in a hospital, it still doesn't mean, you know, you understand what these things are, you hear them, but, you know, things that hit home were like, this is fused together, this shouldn't be fused there, this shouldn't do that, I was like, well, sorry, holy shit, like, is she going to be okay that was my first concern. I, at that point in time, kids, for me, were I, I don't even care. That's the last thing on my mind at that point. And then it was, okay, now I need to tell you this. And I know it's going to hurt and sting, but I just wanted to be the one to, you know, make... I'm glad I was the one that told you, you know... How do you think I processed it? Like, how do you think I did processing it? Or, um, I think you handled it. I think you handled it well. Um, but I'm not sure that I think I, I. I'm not sure that I really know when you felt that it was over, or or that the, the our our uh, chances at having children were over, or you came to terms with it other than the hysterectomy. But I do feel that, I'll just call it the exploratory surgery, you know, I think that was a good start to you yeah. processing it and being able to grieve because, you know, I there you had your moments, you know, we'd be upset about it, you know, but you had time to to. Get a sense of what was going on. Do your own homework. Right. On what was going on. Um, I mean, I've certainly gotten education through this as you've learned about it. Um, and then leading up to your hysterectomy, you know, that was... I mean, at that point, you were just like, I'm done. Like, let's let's go. Let's get this out of here. But, yeah. That was very much how I felt. Okay. The last question that Kaylee has is, tell me one thing you love about your life that you get to do due to not being a parent. 
Oh, I mean, that's <laughs> legit everything. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, travel's a a, a huge thing. Um, I mean, I I do love to travel. I, I mean, and that's one thing I you know I love about the two of us is, you know, we find places to go and we have fun no matter where we're at. We do. I mean, and it's not the typical like what's this touristy trap thing. No, I love that we can travel and just go pick up, and. Hey, what's this random place over here? You know, you're walking by a dark alley at night and you hear tamales, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I, I regret not getting those tamales, he, but... He made the biggest mistake of I, both of I our did, lives. I did. When but... we were in New Orleans, a lady was selling tamales out of the back of her van at probably 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. Yep. And he was afraid On we were going to get yeah. food poisoning, so we did not get those tamales. And I think about them daily. Really daily. Had there been a line of people <laughs> buying these tamales, I probably would have been a little more comfortable with it. Next time we but, go to New Orleans, yes. I'm getting those tamales. Yeah, when I hear the tamales, <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna pass it up. I might regret it the next day, but <laughs> But we'll know. Yeah, we'll know. Um But there's there's a lot of things, you know, we we're fortunate that we get to do, um not not having kids you know you know if, if we need to drop and go and do something you know in an emergency we're we don't have to figure out what we're doing with a with a kid or a child or we you know oh I, we can't do this um because of it and that's that is a, a, a very fun part for us it is um I, I mean, it's, it's, it, it is a sense of freedom. I mean, yeah. and it's nothing against having kids or, yeah. you know, people that have them, you know, it's our own, some of our friends that have kids, you know, I don't ever want them to feel like they're left out. Right. You know, but there are certain, you know, environments, you know, or, you know, places we go that, well, kids just, kids aren't allowed into. Right. So, we can go. They can. He I means mean, the strip clubs. In case you guys were that wondering. That's true. Yeah, it's uh, it's the second love of my life. No, but um, but you know, you just it 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 is. It's just it's just that freedom, and and it's not a knock on people that have children no. by any means, because you know we've got a good friend that's always like, well, can I bring? You know, can we bring the kids? And it's to to get togethers you know that are very adult oriented you know beverages language all that fun <laughs> stuff uh and it's just not something that they should have their kids at you know and i know sometimes you know our, our friend jason feels left out right because he he doesn't get to do that stuff um, I think that we really love naps also. Oh yeah. Naps are a good one. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally glossed over. We naps. really love a nap and we cannot let that go without saying no. that I'm yeah. very grateful. I can just take a nap whenever I want. Yep. I'm a napper. Yeah. I'm great. I was thinking the other day on my way to work, like it was a day that we got up and went to the gym and came home and had breakfast and had a dance party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how in the world would I also fit in taking a kid to school if I'm doing all these things? Oh, yeah. That's like, a... yeah, that would be really inconvenient for us. Yeah, now that I work from home, that'd be a whole... Oh, that's true. Other, other dynamic. Yeah, I you'd be a 
nanny too. Oh boy. A dad, a nanny, and <laughs> an employee. Yeah, full-time worker. Um, like I think three jobs. Is there anything else that you would want someone, uh, say someone in the thick of infertility, mm-hmm. to know? Um, could be a couple of facets to that. You know, from a guy's perspective, be patient with your wife or significant other. Um, you know, they, you might not fully understand what they're going through. Um, and yeah, sometimes it might feel a little crazy to the temping schedules or, Hey, roll over, nudge, nudge. We gotta, (laughs) we gotta do this right now. Um, but just, just be patient, you know, you know, if, if you're, having issues with fertility you know encourage your wife significant other to to speak up um if if you know in your case like with the doctors and what was going on like you had to find your voice to finally tell them like this is what something's not right yeah this isn't normal um you know and and don't don't feel shamed into being a parent if if it's not meant for you, it's not meant for you. Yeah. I mean, things happen in this life for a reason. And, and sometimes what, I guess, society says we should be doing isn't what happens. Right. So don't, just don't get caught up in that. Or if you, somebody's making you feel ashamed, don't. You know what? They don't live your life. Nope. You know, if, they're, if they want to come pay for the kid and do all of the, you know, home care for you and everything, fine. You know, but... If it's your choice, if it's not by choice, you know, just, you kind of, you know, live your life. But, you know, in terms of the fertility thing, if you're on your journey with that, I just, you can't stress enough patience with it and figuring it out. Yeah. Um, and, but when it comes to the hard things of fertility treatments, um, injections, I mean, where we're at now, it's like, be cautious of the things you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know what you you know what might be the result of it yeah um and and it's okay to think about the real cost of of doing something like that yeah and if you're not comfortable with the cost don't it's okay the financial cost but yeah also the mental it, yeah, emotional the mental cost, i mean there, there's there's it, so many whole, different costs it's a whole it's a it's a ride yeah for sure um and you know, you, you either kind of, you learn to go with it, um, or you could, you know, you could become just bitter and hateful about the whole thing. Yeah. But I think that's where you and I worked very well together. Right. Is I, I could have been a bitter, hateful husband because we couldn't, you couldn't produce a kid. Yeah. You know, and I know that's very kind of archaic thought there, but... But it's a real thing for a lot of people. Uh, Thankfully, yeah. it wasn't in our lives, Right, but. I mean, because you see people that are still walking around, you know, that, you know, yeah. hey, three, four, five children, you're like, holy, holy crap, like, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just, you know, I don't know, it's it's kind of an amazing thing to see in itself. Yeah. Um, all right, as my very last question, I promise. How do you feel now having a perimenopausal wife? <laughs> I stress patience, everybody. <laughs> a whole new patience. journey. Yeah, it's, this is a whole other journey. Um, you know, 
be open-minded with things. Like, this has brought a whole... <laughs> a whole new aspect to, th to this game, if that's what you want to call it. Um, you know, kind of like the hormone swings as far as physical. I mean... You're a very you're a very even keeled person, you know. In in terms of you know interacting with you, um, you know you're never one extreme to the other in terms of your outward emotions. Um, it seems like for you though, like this, um, the hormone roller coaster we're on, you know, in trying new foods or a diet, you know, be open to that stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, I've always been very grateful that you, you know, will eat whatever like well i mean i was what people <laughs> like to call a husky child I, I finished my plate um every time all three four meals maybe a day uh, so i'm just i mean i'm i mean i'm a foodie i love food too so yeah. I'm, i love trying new things so that's not hard for me i, I get it not everybody's going to be able to do that but right. you know just even if I just let you try it, you know, I'm, I'm a grown up. I can, I think I'm a grown up. Society says I am. <laughs> yeah, some days. <laughs> um, you know, I can cook, you yeah. know, or if I don't want to eat what you're eating, I'll, I can make my own stuff or get something else, you know, it's, but I think that's been the hard thing though, too, like watching you go through this, you know, is you're trying so hard to find an answer and we're very early on in this. We don't know if, you know, we're trying to handle it naturally. Right. Through diet um, and supplements, you know, but we might have to look at the hormone replacement therapy right. to just make, you know, your your life level out or even out, how you know, wherever you feel it needs to go. Yeah. I know I said I only had one more question for you. Uh-huh. But this, it feels like an important one. Okay. Do you feel like women and men face different pressures in regards to parenting? Oh, yeah, d definitely. I mean, I just think that's how things have been, you know, as a guy growing up. I mean, I guess when you become sexually aware, you know, you're active, you know, as a guy, you know, it's like... It was almost like a, hey, you know, they, you don't, you don't, you're not, don't, don't go get somebody pregnant, you know, out of wedlock and all that fun stuff. Um, for guys, it's, it's a very different scenario that, that I've experienced and even close friends, you know, you're expected to be a parent. It's almost like something that it's just what happens. Whereas I do feel like what I've seen with, like with, with women, it's very much more of a, a pressure game. And, and it's kind of sad to see that too, because it, it, it shouldn't be, um, you know, it's, it's again, it's kind of double standard, like guys versus girls kind of thing where it's okay if guys don't want to be a parent or they don't have kids or that, you know, they're single, they're all, they're single for their whole life. Um, I feel like, you know, much like the pressure to get married is the same, you know, or is there for women as it is just as much as it is for them to have kids. And I don't think that's a, a, a fair perspective 
Right. Uh, you know, you know, it, to have put on, you know, as a woman, I, I can't imagine what that pressure is like. Yeah. Um, I can I, tell you what it's like. It's yeah. not great. <laughs> no, and I mean, guys, guys, guys kind of get a pass on that stuff. Yeah, for sure. They do. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, thank my, you for answering that. That's my take on that. Good take. <laughs> thank you for being a human. That is good to me. I <laughs> think <laughs> you're being a human, period. Oh. I am married to the greatest man, in case you guys don't know that. I'm just I'm just a guy. That's he's, he's a good one. So thank you for sitting here and talking to me. Thank you for dealing with many years of infertility. And now thank you for dealing with my menopause. (laughs) You're welcome. So, I am really glad you guys got to hear my husband's perspective. Um, I'm glad I got to hear my husband's perspective. And if you have any questions, uh, when this posts, I will put a question box up and I will make him answer. Yeah. And um, thank you guys for listening. This is Ben. Do you want to handle it? Oh, not your mama pod? Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.